Hey, I'm Stevie. What's up? I'm Monty J. And you're listening to the Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast. Where we take a deep dive with your favorite contemporary romance authors. Asking them questions about everything from their writing process to their reading habits, plus so much more. Join us as we help you find your next Bookshelf Boyfriend. What's up, Aquarius? It's your host, Stevie. We're back! What's up, guys? It's MJ. Back at it again with the bullshit. Wait, now you guys haven't heard from us in a while. <laughs> oh my god, bro. I am just like... I don't look, even know... Look, we're gonna use the hashtag one here, too. Hashtag MJ is no longer a fugitive. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was terrified of going to jail because I had a ticket in Maryland that I had to go take care of, but they ended up throwing it out, so I'm no longer going to prison. So that's a good eye. That's good. No longer has to learn how to kite through the toilet. I know. Super excited about it. Anyways, um, I haven't really read anything new because I've been working. But uh, Stevie, have you read anything new? Yes, and I fucking hate you. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about this. I've pulled Stevie to the dark side. <laughs> we are not friends right now. <laughs> we are friends. It's okay. Like, you know you love me. It's fine. She, she she made me read what what book was it welcome to the dark side was that yeah next? yeah that's right right and then i got yeah. sucked down the hole of reading the entire series in a week and a half you're welcome that's all i gotta say so you're of welcome. course mj's first question is who's your who's favorite, your favorite? <laughs> of course <laughs> I was like, Daddy Zeus, is that even a question? <laughs> I mean, come on. The man is just, I mean, he's chef kisses, literally chef now kisses. Now we got to, like, we got to somehow, we have to tell Gianna about this because. <laughs> I know, we have to be, I have to be like, listen, ma'am, you're welcome. <laughs> you need I have to message her from our Instagram account. <laughs> I have literally converted Stevie. I'm not fully to the dark, to the dark side, no pun intended, but we're working on it. Look, it all started with your fucking book, so I blame you for all of it. You're welcome. That's all I gotta say is, you're welcome. <laughs> she takes full credit now. <laughs> I do take full credit. But uh, anything else you've read besides that? Um, let's say I have read a lot of Secret Babies lately, but that's no surprise, guys. Let's be real here. I read them all the time. Um, But I have read a lot of... Oh gosh, oh, I read Alexis Winter's new book, with A Very Bossy Christmas, which comes out one Monday, a week from today. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read, obviously, Stranger by J.J. Grace. We've talked about it before. It came out on Friday. Such a good book. Um, I actually have my copy on my shelf now, along with my coffee mug. Um, what else? I think that might be it. I've read a lot of books lately. A lot of Crystal Monroe because she likes a lot of Secret Baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently subscribed to Passion Blix because I wanted to watch Kara Civic's new movie and I'm obsessed. And that went well, I'm assuming. Oh my God, it's so good as a rom-com. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. And the cast was so spot on. Now, I read this book years ago when it first came out. Jay, Jay Starling and I talk about this all, Jen and I talk about this all the time because Jen knows that I am like an OG reader for mm-hmm. indie stuff. Yeah. 
and Tara Civic had a series called um, A Beautiful Lie. And it was like a suspenseful um, Navy SEAL, like SEAL mission type thing. And the girl ends up being in the CIA, but the guy yeah. doesn't know. And they meet up on a mission and her fiance was killed in another country. And, but come to find out there's a bunch of dark twists and turns with that. Ooh. But I fell in love with her then. And then I found out that she had rom-com. And her rom-coms okay. are so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm obsessed with her rom-coms. She has a whole chocolate series, and that series is phenomenal. So I highly suggest checking her out if you like rom-com. All right. Um, but other than that, I think that we're ready to talk with our guests. We'll be having a – she is coming back for a second time, Mrs. Danielle Keel. Kyle. 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 I fucking knew that. <laughs> fucking Danielle Kyle. God damn it. MJ, I hate myself. Anyways, we're super excited to chat with her about her latest release. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned, and uh, let's head on over. Thank you so much for joining us on the Bookshelf Boyfriends podcast, Danielle Kyle. Welcome. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm it's a it's a weird time to live live in Mississippi. Sorry that we have like terrorist squirrels that live in our backyard and they throw <laughs> acorns down to the point where like you need a hard hat. So if I just go like this, that's acorns flying onto my oh deck. Oh my gosh! It's intense. Well, like I'm surprised our out. table hasn't broken. It hit my dog a few times. <laughs> <gasps> they are not playing any games. These squirrels no, in Mississippi. They they are crazy, but. Yeah. Anyways, no, I meant to say the weather is crazy yeah. because like I'm in a t-shirt, but this like big fluffy coat because it was so cold this morning, yeah. but my house feels cold, but the outside, I think it's already in like probably in the seventies, which feels like eighties in most places. It's warm, yeah. but I'm freezing. <laughs> what is wrong with Mississippi? Listen, I don't go, I, I refuse <laughs> to ever travel to Mississippi ever uh, because of one reason. And <laughs> And it's the stupidest shit ever, but when I was a child, okay, well, I mean, I know this is accurate, but still, when I was a child, I love sharks, right? But I don't like the idea of getting in a river and there possibly being a bull shark in the river, because did you guys not know that when Hurricane Katrina happened? Oh, you guys think I'm fucking joking? <laughs> Google this shit! When Hurricane, when Hurricane Katrina happened, like in that roundabout area... A fucking bull shark. Yeah, but there was a fucking hurricane. No, got itself in the fucking Mississippi River. Again, there was a damn hurricane. I am aware, but there are ways to get to the Mississippi River from the Gulf. So he could definitely swim his ass up there. And it is proven that bull sharks can live in both fresh and salt water. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to wrestle with a bull shark in the Mississippi goddamn river. Okay. I don't want to, if I'm in the ocean, I am prepared. Like mentally, I know that I am in the water with all kinds of different creatures, right? In the, in a fucking river. I don't want to have to be like, I need to prepare myself for a bull shark to be in this water. I don't want to do that. That's fucked up. I'm not doing it. Anyways. Why could you be swimming in the Mississippi river? That's a good point. I, I also live like 
30, 45 minutes away from the Mississippi River. So well, I'm just saying that bull sharks. Be- <laughs> it's, it's yeah. So Dana lives in Memphis, but obviously Memphis borders with the Mississippi River. You can actually see it from where they live. Yeah. Certain well, part. If you go to the Shelby Forest and stuff. I've never careful. seen a bull shark. All I'm, all I'm saying is be careful. I'm just <laughs> The last hurricane we just had, um, I think it reversed the flow of yeah. the river for a while. It was crazy. Well. That's how strong it was. I'm just saying, I'm not crazy. Please go Google it. It is a thing. It is accurate. I, um, I, and, I don't deny it, but then, I also don't live there. So. I love sharks. Like I would like to eventually cage dive with them. Me I would too. love to do it or like free dive with them. I would love that. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. Bull sharks are very aggressive. And I don't think I want to, I don't want to do that. I'd rather swim with great whites than I would a bull shark. <laughs> Honest to God. Honest to God. My family thinks I'm nuts because I'm obsessed with shark week. And I'm like, I want to get in the cage. I want to go down there. I want to go do it. Me too. I agree. Okay. I'm going to say one last thing about sharks. And then we're going to move on to books. You ever notice on shark week how you're, they're always free diving with everything, but great white sharks. <laughs> I'm like, no, like I see all the time, like people on Shark Week, they're like, oh, they're not aggressive and they're great. And I'm like, yeah, you're in the water with nerf sharks right now, bitch. <laughs> Jump on in that bitch. With some great white- moment. What? I just had a full one finding Nemo moment in my head. I'm, I'm serious. But like, no, it's the funniest thing ever where they're like, oh my God, they're not aggressive. They're so nice. I love sharks. Uh-huh. Nerf sharks. They're not biting you right now. Go get in the water with them big ass bitches and see how that goes. <laughs> Anyways, that was all I needed to say about sharks and the Mississippi River. Anywho, I'm so glad you're doing well and so glad that you're here to join us. We're going to kick things off with questions uh, about your recent release, which is Radical Royal. Um, It's a next generation. Is it Ainsworth? Is that how you say it? Ainsworth. Ainsworth. Okay. It is your next generation for your Ainsworth Royal series. And my favorite question to ask in this situation is, did you originally plan to write books about a next generation or did it just kind of happen as you wrote the first portion at the, at the first series? Okay. I didn't write the Ainsworth series. I don't know if you knew this. Um, my friend, Emily Silver wrote (gasps) the Ainsworth (laughs) Royal series. And this has been a plan we kept this a secret. This has been our plan since January when she first announced that she was going to do a Royal series, like literally the very first time she posted it on Instagram. I saw it and I was like, I would love to do like a young adult Royal series one day. And I messaged her and I was like, I would love to do a young adult Royal series. (laughs) And I was like, well, what if we did something? So it was literally starting then. We didn't tell anybody um we wrote a it it was the biggest secret I've ever had to keep in my life um and so we wrote a bridge novella together and we released that at the end of September so Mm -hmm. it kind of fast forwards the end of her series and is the beginning of mine like this book takes place about six years after that novella so um but yeah so she wrote the original series her character's um, the main characters in her second book are the parents of the girl in this book. Oh, uh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. I thought you wrote this whole ass thing. All right. No, 
oh. that's a shock for me. Congratulations, <laughs> I guess. That's yeah. cool though. That's so really they all cool. they all stand alone. So like you don't have to read her series in order to read mine. But okay. a lot of people have said they read it and they're like, oh, I loved it, and they want to go back and read hers or yeah. some of her readers um, will come over and they've read this one. So that's yeah. cool. All right, yeah. I've never heard of that happening before. So that's cool. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> You're up next. Okay, keeping this also, there's a lawnmower outside oh. my fucking house right now. <sighs> they always mow with the worst fucking time. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, Kroger is calling me. You're fine. If you see, if you hear just like loud ass noises, it's my fucking neighbors who like to mow at the worst fucking time. Who mows on a at one p.m. on a Monday? Nobody. A gardener. Any, well, I don't care. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> lots of people. I mean, people are outside mowing their lawn around here, but there's also gunshots in the background, so it's fine. I mean, I guess I can't complain. Ain't no gunshots around here. Heard a firecracker go off. Like I scared the shit out of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right go can you talk today let's talk a little bit about the main female character maggie she is the daughter and in tired of fighting she decides to run away so would maggie be similar or dissimilar to how to you and how did that affect, answer affect your writing what were you thinking uh, to these questions <laughs> No, like that makes sense to me. I was just like, would you say Maggie is similar or dissimilar to you? And how did that answer affect writing her? Like, do you understand that question? I understand it. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. It was so jumbled in my brain. I'm like, listen, we take turns writing questions, right? And sometimes I'll read her questions. I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to say here? (laughs) And she does the same thing to me. I feel like we should prep more for that, but it's fine. Anyways, continue. Go ahead. Um, um, yeah, she, she's not, I don't know if she could be really like anybody. She's a princess, you know? Yeah. Um, So uh, it, I don't think she's a whole lot like me. Um, she is kind of sassy, a little snarky. Um, when she and Ollie kind of have their bantering moments, which they have a lot of because it's an enemy lovers. Um, she 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 doesn't hold back. She's even a little sassy with her dad, who's the king. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, she the whole the first and second chapter are her at home and she is just fighting with her dad her dad wants her kind of to take on more responsibilities to do more events and stuff like that and they have this agreement where she wouldn't be considered working until after she finished university or whenever she chose to before then and i mean he's the king so you know he's a little stressed but um a little right yeah a little tiny bit uh (laughs) So yeah, so she's like, I'm, I'm so done with this. Like I just, they just need space from each other. So she, she runs away. She goes to her aunt's house, who is her dad's twin sister. So like, she can like run away to the streets, you know? Um, (laughs) So um, she, her aunt and her mom kind of decide, okay, she can stay away from the palace. Um, They're going to enroll her in a boarding school, which is where her aunt's kids um, had attended. So, but she has to go undercover, obviously, because she's uh-huh. the crown princess. Um, so, and it's the the school is about four or five hours away from London, so she's not like the center of attention out there, yeah. like she is at home. So she can kind of blend in 
a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, so I mean, she's the new girl and yeah. this is essentially like senior year of high school, right? But like yeah. British yeah. version. Um, so you're the new girl. You've never attended boarding school in your life. Um, nobody knows who you are because they can't find you on social media. They can't, you don't exist, right? Cause you're using fake name. Um, so yeah, so the mean girls start rumors about her and she kind of sits there and is listening to them. And she's like, oh, yeah, you have no idea who I am, but this is great. Let me keep listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Which, yeah. I mean, okay, listen, I think that she can be like other people because I'm going to tell you right now, Mia Thermopolis is a princess. And I'm going to tell you right now, she's clumsy as fuck, just like me. So, I mean, yeah. it's fine. Also, speaking of <laughs> Mia Thermopolis and princesses, did you know that in the movie, in that movie, when she falls on those bleachers, that was not supposed to happen. That no, was, that was all her. Yeah. That was all she actually did that. <laughs> and I saw that on TikTok and I thought it was very funny. However, I think that the key to it is, is making them feel like royalty, but also making them feel relatable. And I think you did that well. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, the majority of this book, minus like the first three chapters and the last handful, take mm-hmm. place at the school. So really, it's not it's not all sunshine and rainbows and tiaras and and all of that. It's, it's her trying to be a normal person, but also trying to hide somewhat because she doesn't, she can't have anybody find out who she is, um, safety reasons and stuff, you know, security, but yeah. So it's, it's more relatable because it's, it's teenagers at a school, you know? Exactly. Um, so moving to our male lead, we have Oliver Hastings. Is that how you say his last name? What is that how you say his mm-hmm. name? Right. Yep. Who is not very fond of our leading lady. And this is like enemies to... Jeez. <laughs> it almost sounded like a cow. It really did. That's what I thought it was. It was like right when I started answering this question. He was like right by my fucking window. Anyways. <laughs> Um, Oliver's not very fond of our leading lady, and this is like enemies to lovers with like all kind of angst and so much tension. So what inspired or who inspired Ollie for you? Okay, Um, so I love young adults, and I feel like we might have talked about this last time too, but um, I love young adult everything, books, TV shows, movies. Um, So I watched the show called Julie and the Phantoms on Netflix earlier this year. So good. It's so good. Okay, I'm so glad at least one of you knew what I was talking about. It's so good. Um, but Ollie is based off of um, Owen Joyner, who plays Alex, the drummer. Okay. Long uh, blonde hair, hot drummer. Do <laughs> you, you see that? Do you see, where, do you see where I get that from? Yes, you know I do. Now, now that you say it, I do. Yeah. There um, actually is a tiny little Julie and the Phantoms Easter egg in here, too. So nobody has come out and told me if they found it yet, though. So we'll see if somebody does. Watch this, I guess. Which I don't know. I'm not really into young adult. It's just about personally, like what I watch on television. I feel like everything I watch on television is rated R. Yeah. No, it's this is this is not. But But it's so good. It's so good. There are occasions where I will. I think they're like my, uh, like my hidden. What are the words called? Like my hidden. What are they? What is it fucking called? When it's like not. I know I can't think of the it's word, but I know what you're talking about. Your guilty, pleasure. 
guilty pleasure. pleasure. Yeah, it's like a hidden guilty pleasure. Is I sometimes will watch like I'll go to Disney Plus and I'll rewatch like Wizards of Waverly Place or something like that. Love it. Love it. Love shit like that. And but yeah, but I like it's very rare that it happens. So when that occasion comes that I need something like that, I'm gonna have to check it out. Yes, you can tell we were born in two different decades. Why? I love Wizards of Waverly Place. What's wrong with because that? Because where you go back and rewatch Wizards of Waverly Place, I go back and I watch Boy Meets World or like the original Disney movies like Pixel Perfect and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm on both sides. I, I've watched all of it. Listen, I don't like I don't like Boy Meets World. I've watched it. I don't like it, Stevie. Sorry. Who are you? You are not allowed here anymore. You know what? Hot you take. I don't. With us. Hot, hot take. I don't like Friends either. I don't really care for friends either. I mean, I like it. I like it, but I like I'm impartial. Like I couldn't get away with not watching it too. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm gonna tell you right now. Ross is toxic. I would (laughs) if I was Rachel um, or Monica. Who is it that ends up with him? Monica's his sister. Jennifer Aniston. Rachel. That bitch, I would have fucking, he had told me to kick rock, kick rocks, rock, Ross. I would have kicked him down that fucking elevator. I would have ran him over with that couch when they're doing the pivot thing. Fuck that. No, no, I don't like him. I think he's toxic. Anywho, moving forward. Stevie, go ahead. Were you nervous about writing the next gen because of how much people <laughs> love the original series? Also, not to mention the fact that another person wrote the original Wait, that's series. Why- so on top of that, I know the answer to this has to be yes. Um yeah, yes, yes and no, because yeah. the original series is an adult contemporary romance. Um, and this is young adult, so the the overlap of readership wasn't going to be super high. Yeah. Um so I had that kind of in my favor a little. I was really nervous to have Emily read it. Um because especially as I was writing some of it I was like by the way I make the dad really mean in the beginning but I promise he redeems himself at the end like don't get mad <laughs> like he's an asshole but and she goes he would never and I'm like but he is but he is <laughs> I was like he he redeems himself in the end I promise but I had to make him mean enough to make her want to leave so yeah yeah I'm but yeah, that that was nervous. She liked it though. Well, and if good. she didn't, she lied. So if she didn't, she lied. Well, good. I think that's all that matters. So I mean that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. so if this book was made into a movie, who would be your dream cast? Okay. So uh, somebody asked me this question, or I had to answer this question for something else recently, and I feel so dumb because I don't know a lot of young actors and um, obviously Ollie would be played by Owen Joyner uh, yeah. who played the drummer obviously um <laughs> the only person I could think for Maggie would be like a younger Vanessa Hudgens okay kind of like her so like Olivia Rodrigo oh yeah yeah literally Olivia Rodrigo she is literally, she is Vanessa, literally Hudgens Vanessa Hudgens playing you're right, you're young right. version of herself yeah yeah you're right you're right okay so Olivia Rodrigo um but she would have to be like sassy she can't be like soft you, you know have you not seen the music video for uh fucking the song where it's like like a damn sociopath good for you my, my, my. good for you bro sassy 
Sassy's I listen to her all the time, but I haven't watched any videos. Uh, I yeah. that video because they referenced Jennifer's body at the end. Anyways, well, the whole the whole music video is is like one big '90s reference, like Bring It On and Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears, and then at the end they reference Jennifer bo- Jennifer's body when she goes underwater. It's kind of cool. Oh, I have to go watch it now. It's really neat. That's awesome. I have to go check that out as soon as we're done. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, think it's a good, good matchup right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's tiny though, isn't she? Yeah, that would she be the only problem is because I think Owen Joyner's he's tall, he's like over six foot, I think. Yeah, so but whatever that could be dealt with. There's shoes. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 I'm gonna look up their height. What's the height difference in the book? Um. Not horrible. I mean, I think Maggie's probably average five six, five seven ish, and he's a, a little over six foot, maybe. I don't know. I didn't really specify. I'm looking it up right now. Actually, he's five ten. Who's five ten? Owen Joiner. Really? Yes. Oh, maybe all of his co-stars are just short. <laughs> yeah, he's I five thought he was 10. taller. And then Olivia Rodrigo. I literally cannot believe I'm doing this. She's five five, so it's like that's perfect. Five inch difference. They'll be fine. They're fine. They'll work. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. I thought I thought he was so much taller. Huh. Don't you love it when you see guys on television and you're like, wow, you're you're not very hot. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't think that height equates attractiveness, but I mean, I personally enjoy a guy that is either like at my height or a little taller than me. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the the best example of this for me is I, I literally cannot look at him the same, but it is Stefan fucking, what is his last name? The really hot tatted up guy. He has the, uh, the Hindu goddess on his stomach and he's like tatted to like the neck. Every, every, and he has a skull tattoo on his back. Everybody and their mother knows who he is. Oh my God. Elijah Watch James. Everybody and their mother, because I don't know who it is. Stefan James. Yep, still don't know who that is. serious right now? Oh my God. When you, when I send you a picture of this man, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I know him. Wait, is he an actor? No, he's a, he's a cover model. I mean, he, I mean, he was used on like covers. All yeah, the time. If he's a cover model, then chances are that we probably have seen him on Instagram. His name is Stephen yeah. James and he is literally, I'm sending it in this chat, but. Is he, is he, um, Monica Robinson's cover? Lost Boy. For Lost Boy? Yes. Him. Okay. So he is my example. Not only is he like on a cover, on covers like now in the indie world, he was all over Wattpad. Like the only mafia man you ever saw on Wattpad was him. But now I can't look at him the same because I found out that he's like five, six. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I know yeah. Exactly. That's exactly who I pictured too. But I was like, oh, yeah. so hot. I love him. Yeah. He is like my soulmate, but he's like five, six. <laughs> And now I can't look at him the same because I'm 5'7". I'm 5'7", too. But at the same time, I don't really care. I think he's very very attractive. So it's like, I don't even care. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) Anyways, um, Stevie, take the last question for the section. So what is next for you? No. (laughs) 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 Um, Next, I'm actually just started today for nano um is going to be book two in this series it's called why did i choose a book name i can barely pronounce royal requiem 
Requiem. Say that 10 times fast. Yeah. Royal Requiem. I can't even pronounce it, but yet I chose it. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. Requiem. Yeah. Actually, so, I'm not because I would have fucked that up all the time. I very rarely do I ever say book titles out loud, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. How many times have you said your book title out loud? I say it all the time. The lies we steal all the well, time. Whatever. I never say I'm always typing it or something you know I'm I'm never like talking about it um or I refer to my books by the character's name like this is Maggie's book well yeah I do say Briar and Alistair's book kind of often yeah um anyway so I just started it for Nano I've been outlining it for a couple weeks that's what I did with the rest of my October was outlined um it is it follows her cousin it wasn't supposed to be book two. I'll say that. Book two was supposed to be a guy named Christian. Okay. And Christian ended up being the villain in this book. Oh, and sure. so much so that I didn't really feel like I wanted to redeem him. Okay. And if I did, I didn't want it to be next. So there's a possibility for it to be book three still I have it outlined I didn't really necessarily like the outline I was going with so but I mean it's there um but uh yeah so I skipped to what was supposed to be book three which is um which is this one that I'm writing for Nano so it's a second chance romance um girl makes a lot makes some mistakes um breaks up with the boyfriend right at the beginning of the book um and then they kind of have to work around life and get back together. Aww. Can't really say much more yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> we love a good second chance moment. Yeah, it's also um, another one that I've never really written. This was my first enemies to lovers. It was kind of that trope that I was like, I don't know if I could do because I write cinnamon rolls. So <laughs> having somebody hate somebody was like, I didn't, it was hard. Uh-huh. I love it. I love how it ended up, but it was hard. Um, cause he's not an asshole. I think that was the hardest part is he's not, he's really just not a jerk. He just makes assumptions about Maggie and lumps yeah. her together with her cousin, Christian, who was like the ultimate bully and horrible to Ollie last year, last year in the book. So he hates her by association, Yeah. Um, but he's not a bad person. So I think I had to try to figure that out. Yeah, I like bad people. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why she writes dark romance now. (laughs) I like like bad people. Like, to me, it's just like, I need you to be a little bit meaner, you know? Like, like a lot of people, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, depending on the the genre you read, right? Mm -hmm. You can read a certain genre that takes it too far for you, where you're like, oh my God, too mean, not redeemable enough, right? And then like Mm -hmm. somebody who reads dark romance, regularly we'll read it and be like not enough where is it where's this right. is not even mean this is barely a scratch what are you talking right. about he locked yeah. her in a closet big whoop get over it like <laughs> i've seen worse happen you know um oh. and so but i think that everybody has like a different way of like looking at it <laughs> that just made me laugh thinking about it because when i was writing because i also just wrote my first enemies to lovers and i was on the opposite spectrum because i was like oh my god there's not enough love like i don't <laughs> I have to go back and like put the in between because like when you're writing it you mm-hmm. have the enemy portion and then you have that weird limbo where they yep. kind of are shifting and then yep. you have the love portion yeah and i had to go back and add a little bit more limbo 
so did I love more realistic so did I so did I <laughs> because I was like I got to the to the ending and they were like I love you I love you and I'm like do they do they though do they really <laughs> do they because I was like damn I'll tell you right now they hate each other all right they fucking hate each other but I don't know if it's believable that this man loves this woman because he's yeah. the whole time she was writing the book she kept going I think they need to love each other just a little bit more <laughs> yeah I was like ah hold up I'm getting a phone call and it's my freaking every single time dad hashtag tiktok daddy yes hold up anywho um but yes that is how I, I also wrote my first enemies to lovers so I understand completely anyways we yeah. want to shift gears and move to uh, writing questions. Uh, what advice do you have for other writers slash authors? Um, my biggest piece that I always start with when somebody asks this is find your tribe, but find two tribes, okay? Okay. Find your tribe of, of other authors in the exact same spot you are, whether they you just released your first book, you're about to release your first book, Wherever you are, find people in that same spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also be friends with people above you who have been there, done that. Because um, yeah. you need the advice. You need the people that you need to talk to every day and, and run things by and commiserate and complain and all that crap with mm-hmm. um, who will get it because they're in the same exact spot you are, right? Um, but you also need the people that have the good advice on what to do or what worked and what didn't work and all that stuff too so it's if I didn't have people I will say so I started talking to a friend we both released on the same day March 19th of 2020 Mm -hmm. um I think I found her in inkers because she said there was like a post of like I don't know if it was like her I don't know whatever I found that she released on the same day messaged her started talking and then she was like hey you know I was also talking to this other girl she just released last week so the three of us joined in in a chat and we have talked every single day since then and I can say if it was not for them there would not be a book past that first book like there would be no more books they would have just been a one and done like I had done I'm thinking of I know what group I know the groups that you talk to so I maybe <laughs> I love tribes to the person that was just on our podcast two weeks ago I don't fucking know who that is Jay yeah no no I talked George to her, love no. her now no 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 not not Jay and Tori um no this is uh Shane Rose and Lily Alexander oh okay cool uh, oh the yeah. other group okay I know who they yeah. are the other group i'm in the group message i love i love tribe my tribe yeah. i have i have a similar tribe i have two tribes yeah because like saf and trelina pucci saffron can't and trelina pucci are my above me tribe. Uh-huh. <laughs> those bitches are way above me and i'll catch them i'll catch them hoes one day i'm just kidding i'm joking that's a joke um anyways you know they are my it's above a challenge me. it's a challenge Trelina, like, oh my god, I can't. She like, she makes jokes about that shit all the time with me. But anywho, those are my above me tribe. Um, and then, which I mean, I don't, I hate saying above me, but I guess like more, like they're they're they know what the fuck they're doing more than I do. And then, yeah. uh, my with me tribe is like, I'm pretty sure it's very obvious, like who I talk to <laughs> on every basis. Um, but yeah, about I have, that because I'm in that group chat. <laughs> yeah, TV's there too. 
I just think and two of them share a PA, so it's fine. Like Cap, JC, and K Money, though that's my that's my with me tribe. So I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. I think that's a really good thing to have, and that's really good advice. And nobody's given that advice on here before. So really, kudos to you. Yeah, I mean, people have given like roundabout advice in that, but I don't think anybody's just specifically been like find a tribe. Mm-hmm. I know I we've talked about tribes, but never necessarily yeah. in the sense of writing. I think it's important. I think it's, I think that in this community, if you genuinely are passionate about writing, you can find some of the best friends like you'll ever have in your entire life. In this community, like 100%. Don't get me wrong. It's a very scary place and people can be cruel. So don't, you know, you also got to have a little bit of a guard up just in case, because you never know shit could happen. However, mostly people in this community are really great and it's a very positive way to look at it. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. just uh, be careful. (laughs) yeah people be trifling sometimes I, I I've been there I got that I the t-shirts in the closet so <laughs> but yeah I grew up poor so I always got a chip on my shoulder I know this world is crazy I yeah, know I'm too trusting people. I'm oh, too trusting no. not me you gotta you gotta pass like a shit ton of tests before I'm <laughs> Um, you gotta go you gotta go through squid games to be oh for real like i very much so am a very nice person like i I should be glad this podcast has lasted this long oh for sure (laughs) no i'm just kidding i very much so much am a good part like a trusting person like i'll be friends with just about anybody and nice and polite to people but to like be my like being my friend there are like stages we gotta pass like for me to trust you with like secrets and like who i am right is there stages because listen I know this world. I know it's a it's a it's a cool world out there, and people are savages. MJ so, share secrets now. We're just like it's just I mean, we've elevated way past. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I think that finding a tribe is good, but I think also just like being aware of the people mm-hmm. that are in your tribe and being like I wouldn't say picky, but like make sure the people that you're communicating with have your back. Yeah. So, anywho. Moving forward, um, <laughs> would you say that writing energizes or exhausts you? Um, exhausts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there there are points like right now when I'm starting a new book, um, and I can just I'm like zipping through things like it's just flying out of me. That's energizing. But the second that stops and it's like, you kind of hit that wall, like, okay, I know I have X, Y, Z still left to do. That middle part is still missing. And then you think about editing and covers and blurbs and quotes and teasers and marketing. And it's I just like, didn't want to break out in hives. Oh my God. Now I'm breaking yeah. out. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. No. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I will have I would I will say it's like both because like I'll be like writing a scene that's like oh my god I'm so over I don't want to write another word but then I'll write like one line just one line that I'm like oh that shit is dumb yes like two two minutes like minimum two minutes of like energy and then I'm right back down to where I was when you have to send that line to like five of your author friends and be like look what I just wrote yeah the rest of it the rest of it's trash but this one line is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I to- I 100% agree. I get that. Um, what other, speaking of author friends, what other authors are you friends with and how do they help you become a better writer? Um, I think one thing 
that I love about having author friends is being able to read author friends books. Uh, It's a a good thing and it's a bad thing because then you read their books and you're like, wow, I suck. So much better than me. (laughs) Like, this is good writing. Why do I write trash? Why are you friends with me? Why do you (laughs) think my stuff is good? (laughs) (laughs) But then you read your friend's stuff and you're like this is really good and it kind of inspires you to be like um you know it it encourages you to do better as well Um, so yeah I love I love having friends outside of my own genre um Mm -hmm. because it's just you know you, you just it's kind of nice to not have it's not like competition not that it's I ever feel like my author friends are competition um but it's nice. And then it's nice to get outsiders opinions too, you know? Um, and then I do love having author friends that are in my genre because then they slowly have trickled their way into becoming some of my alpha readers. (laughs) (laughs) I have tricked them. You are now a part of the I mean, you want to read this? By the way, give me all the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for me, I think that there's such thing as healthy competition. And I think that my, my tribe of authors understand that I need healthy competition. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, like, yes, I will read my friend's stuff and I'm like, God, you're good. And it'll energize me and make me want to like also write well. But at the same time, if we're like sprint writing together, there's no way you're going to have more words than me. I don't care if I have to stay on there all night, you know, like healthy competition is good for me. I've always been a competitive person, but I don't think it's competitive in the way that like, if you do better than me, I'm going to be mad at you, right? Yeah. Like, if you do better than me, like, oh, yeah, you, good, I, 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 good. you know, like, I'm, I'm the first, you. I'm the first to pick up the pom-poms for everybody. Yeah. But so. ha- like, I feel like for me, the competitiveness is just like in the process in itself, you know, yeah. like not yeah. really in the success following just the process of the actual writing and like where we're at in stories and things of that nature. I wouldn't say it's like competitiveness in trying to be better. It's competitiveness in wanting to better each other. Does yes. That sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. I get it. 100%. One, yeah. Like literally, I literally talked to K money this morning and was like, bro, I need you to help me. Cause I need you to help. Me. And sometimes it's nice to just like, you could, so like, for example, my husband Fletcher is amazing. I love him. And all the time he's like, I'm when I get stuck on something, he's like, well, talk to me about it. And I'm like, but you're not going to know what to tell me. Like, you're not <laughs> to understand what I'm trying to say when I'm like, I need a really climatic part right here, but I also need a need like a X, Y, Z to add up. He's mm-hmm. not going to understand how to do that. So <laughs> I will literally just call like author friends. Like I have one, her name is Michelle. I love this woman to death. I'll call her at like 2 a.m because oh, I know she's awake and then I'll call K <laughs> money at like awake. 8 a.m because she'll be awake by then and <laughs> they don't really tell me anything they literally just let me talk about it yes. and through talking about it out loud and like the little things that they say it's just like oh you've got it rolling I'm here with it yes I have figured out what I'm gonna do so that's, that's exactly what just happened to me too I was I've never outlined before no, I mean, like I would put like notes down and, and kind of get like a general sense, but I, for the past like two and a half weeks was watching this girl's YouTube and mm-hmm. she broke down the three act story structure part by part, like literally this part, 15 minute video on this. And then this part, like every single beat. And I was going through them and as I was going through them. Um, I would be sending voice messages 
to my friends in our chat. I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So this is what I just learned. And this is what she's talking about. And now this is how it's going to apply to my character. And I mean, I would send like six minute long like messages yes. and they'd be like, yeah, get it. Exactly. You did that. I'm like, it's all I need. Thank you. Thank you. That's all me. I just need the encouragement. I don't think exactly. I can do outlines that detailed. Like I know what you're talking about. And I, I think yeah. I take like pieces of that structure, but good God, I don't think I could do that like as detailed for the whole fucking thing. I'd probably shoot myself. So um, I I've watched all the videos just to get an idea of what it is. Cause like you've seen like the outlines for it and you're like you get the paper and you're like, what? Yeah. Um, but it actually worked really well because what happened what was wrong with this one is I didn't know how I wanted to make the guy hate the girl and I rewrote the beginning part of his story four times yeah um, before I settled so like when I was doing this outline you have to do because it's dual POV so you have to do the outline for the boy and the girl the yeah. girl's story is stronger. It's more prevalent than the guys. So like it was, it was okay, but I didn't quite know what I wanted to do with him or what his motive is or what his backstory is or what his misbelief is and all that. So getting to know that mm-hmm. helped the story, helped me plot the whole story a hell of a lot easier. Can I offer some advice? Maybe. Can I offer some <laughs> advice? Okay, so this doesn't work for everybody, but I think it may help you, okay? Like I just, I try I try to put it out there sometimes, okay? Um, so for me, what helps a lot, honestly, what I, what I literally, I swear to God, this is what I do every single time. Try character interviewing people. Um, like, yeah. I literally have 112 question character interview per character. Now mine's extensive. You literally probably don't have to do it that much, right? But before you even, like, I literally, what I will literally do is dump everything that I really want to put in this book, like just random shit, like carnival circus, scary, you know, like something weird, you know, like I will dump everything I want in the book and then I'll take the two characters and I'll open docs for both of them and do character interviews for them separately. And I think it really helps you understand like their motives, their dialect, their dialogue, Mm -hmm. why they do the way they do. And it like helps you get to know them like they're your friends or like an actual extension of yourself so that when yeah. you go to the actual outline, it's so much easier because you're like, oh, okay, so the reason that he hates her is because he has this motivation or he mm-hmm. feels this way and it helps a lot. So I think that yeah. can help you if you wanted to try it. Yeah, no, I definitely like, I feel, I always feel when I write a book in dual POV that I connect more to one character than the other. Mm-hmm. Um or their story is stronger um, yeah. and obviously a little bit more prevalent. And sometimes it's the guy. Mine's like, always, dude. always. My, my first series, two out of the three books was the guy more. Um, so yeah, I mean, it. yeah, one, one of the characters is always going to be, have a little bit stronger of a presence, but yeah, I used to do a big character sketch like that and I haven't for the last few books, but this one I set a lot of time on the outline and I think what I do need to go back is do a little bit more depth on the characters. Um, yeah. So yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm excited to see how you're going to do that. And uh, Stevie, I'm going to let you handle reading questions and I'm going to pop off screen real quick because I need to take a bathroom break. <laughs> so what book has your favorite cover? It can be any of yours or somebody else's. Okay. 
so I chose mine because I'm really bad and I'm an e-reader so I don't really look at a ton of covers um necessarily um but my very favorite of mine is this one I love those covers for that series I I took all of them out because that's the first one she's the second one in this series I have not finished yet too so I I love those covers I love them but she this is my favorite and this is the favorite my favorite book I've ever written to and they're like they just they don't sell so (laughs) it's like so sad but those are those covers are amazing and the same girl who did those covers did this one too so she she's my bestie and I am not getting rid of her for anything (laughs) she does all the inside too which like I wrote in this one but the title page is her picture I mean and the chapter headings is water with the shattered glass Kat will tell you she's never getting rid of her graphic designer either Ashley's her best friend but she also designs all her covers and her merch yep yeah no no she's she's and she loves me thankfully mine loves me so much that I finished like the final final draft of Radical Royal 10 days before it was supposed to be released which means she had four or five days to format it (laughs) and uh yeah so she did that for me because she loves me (laughs) Had I been anyone else, she would have been like, yeah, sorry. But we want just really minimal for the paperbacks. Um, she went hardcore for the hardcover, though. So I'm excited to get those in the mail. Oh, I love hardcover books. It's my first one. It's so good. She did a whole spread on the title page with, like, the characters. And then um, each of the chapters has the character in the bottom corner of it it looks so good see and there's some really good hard covers I don't think I have any on my shelf except for Abby Lines um for Ashy Fates but that one's not my favorite so <laughs> I love the book but it's not my favorite <laughs> yeah yeah well, I've never done a hard cover favorites so. right now are probably Emily McIntyre did discreet hardcovers for her Mm -hmm. Sugar Lake series and they are absolutely gorgeous yeah I love I love a good alternate cover too so I don't know if mine will ever have them but I mean Kat just released one today really yeah for um she's in the dark and quirky box Oh, and fine. they when they pick up your book, they have a cover designer that do, that does the alternative covers for you. Yeah, and but that's only released through. That's so box. cool. So I, I have been fielding literally. This is why I keep looking at my phone. I've been fielding messages all day <laughs> from readers asking, "When can we get it? When can we get it?" I'm like, "You have to go to Dark and Quirky because Cat only has like ten of them." At, mm-hmm. on her shelf at home and those are all giveaways i did the complete opposite of what you guys are talking about <laughs> really so i did discreet paperback covers because for my dark romance covers i didn't want like guys on it mostly just because i i didn't i don't know like the vibe for my paperbacks like these this is the vibe i wanted i wanted this vibe mm-hmm. i love this vibe however 
I'm going to give in to market because I know everybody loves it. Uh, for my hardbacks, I'm going to do shirtless dudes because I know everybody just adores. I yeah. adore the shirtless guys. So I'm going to give in to market. And I was so happy because I was like, because, okay, so Willow Winters, I feel like gave really good advice. She was like, if the book isn't selling well, change the cover. Mm-hmm. 99% of the time, change the cover. And I was like, this book is doing fine. But I was like, if it doesn't sell well, because I knew doing a dark romance with a discreet cover was going to be a, was going to be like a risk I was going to be willing to take. And I was like, if it doesn't do well, six months, I'll do a, a shirtless dude on the cover. I'll do the market. And then Amazon was like, we're doing paper hardbacks. And I was like, never mind, I can do both. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh, so yeah, I did the complete opposite, but I love discreet covers and I love naked guys. So yeah, like that's what my friend is having an issue with too. She doesn't know she is changing the covers of her first series and she she doesn't know if she wants to do the discreet cover or if she wants to go with more shirtless guys because yeah the shirtless guy sells but the discreet covers especially all over jesus all over um did you hear that (laughs) those are squirrels those are the acorns oh my god they're falling on our table outside um but yeah, so the, the shirtless guy sells, but like at least all over TikTok, everybody wants the discreet covers. So like yeah. you're marketing to two different people though. If right. you like so you have to, I think that for me, the what I had to take into account is the age group I was targeting for this one mm-hmm. and the, the the area that I was targeting, right? For for the this dark romance, I'm targeting like like don't be wrong, like older older people can definitely still enjoy this book. But for mm-hmm. this trope and this story idea, I was targeting ages 18 to 26. Mm-hmm. And that that area right there, they love this. Those are the people on TikTok that love yep. the street covers. Now, if you're writing a genre that I feel like is more targeted towards people who are out of that age group or older, you're they're gonna want to do like the 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 I want to say that discrete covers are like a newer thing that people like, mm-hmm. right? And they're going to, if you're targeting like an older, uh, like crowd, it's good. They're going to want like the shirtless guys because that's what they're used to seeing. That's what they're used to buying. You know, that's what they're- The Fabio effect. Exactly. But they so, get the collectors. Yeah. They want both of them. Exactly. So it, it's it's whichever age group you're targeting and, and genre you're targeting mm-hmm. as well. So I think either way it works. Just, yeah. You know, whatever you want so what (laughs) attracts you to a book the cover the blurb or recommendation or the title the title I don't care about um the blurb the blurb will will drop down under a recommendation because I'd rather have a friend tell me what it's about you know or somebody tell me what it's about um because I feel like the blurb is always just so hard you know like it's it gives a tiny little like ridiculous snapshot of what it could potentially be. Yep. I don't know. I, I think I, we I'll talked remember... about it when we were live because of that review. <laughs> because of MJ's. <laughs> what? what? Hold... Remember when you were live and I was telling you about the lies we steal? Are you talking about me? Maybe. Not... I was Danielle was live and I, I was, live? was selling her on the lies we steal. She was oh yeah, okay, got it on Amazon, and I was trying to tell her about that whole switcheroo thing that happened with the blurb. Oh God, that whole fucking blurb situation. Good Jesus Lord, what happened? Did they did they post the wrong one? 
No. Okay. So I don't know why I don't have memory. Why did you get me on this topic? Because now we're I'm gonna, gonna, gonna cover this after we stop recording. <laughs> I'm gonna say some controversial. No, it's, it's fine. I'm gonna say my piece out here. Shit. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. So everybody's gonna feel differently about certain things in a blurb, right? Sure. I just wish that sometimes, like, don't get me wrong. Like there were, okay, there were a few people that were confused about the blurb and what they read in the book, the beginning portion, like a few sentences in the beginning, don't like what happens in that few portions of the the first part of the blurb don't happen in the actual book. But the way I worded it is that, so you knew that it would happen in the future, but apparently I hadn't worded it clear enough for people to understand that. So what I did is I had to go back and word it a little differently so that people knew that the first half of like the first two sentences of the blurb happened later in the series. I just mm-hmm. wish that readers would not be so antsy and they would trust that I know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like I want, I like the first portion of the first blurb in the series will directly tether to the last book in the series. And it all comes full circle. And when they read it, they're going to be like, oh shit. They're going to literally have like a fucking aneurysm. Right. But I was like, just trust me, please, Lord Jesus, please just trust me. Okay. They're like, it's a, it's a reverse harem. Oh, and then that one, that one, I either, it's like either take it as a reverse harem. Like I literally in the beginning of the book, I literally say not a reverse harem. So you'll find out. But yeah, no, I think blurbs are, blurbs are tricky because you're mm-hmm. wanting to give away some, but not all. And right. I feel like I'm trash at them, apparently. I have changed the blurb on my first series, at least on the first book of that one. I think I'm on my fourth blurb for that one. Yeah. Um, and the other ones, I think I've at least changed once or twice. So what's on the back of the paperbacks is still the original, original blurb. Um, I don't think anybody cares because they're reading it on Amazon anyways. They're not reading the back of the book. Um, so, but yeah, I've changed the blurbs blurbs of those multiple times. Um, I haven't changed the blurbs of these ones just because they, they just don't sell period. It's just not the right time or market or whatever for them. So I'm like, whatever. They're just a forgotten series now. Don't say um, that. Oh, you know what? Actually, is so funny is somebody, somebody actually downloaded and read probably three quarters of this book on Kindle yesterday, and I was like, "The fuck! I have page rates on this." It was like in the. It was like a one point seven million rank. Like all those books are usually over a million. Like they just sit there, and, and I love them, and I'm proud of them, and I tried, but it just was never the right time or place for them. So whatever but blurbs suck (laughs) I agree I agree yeah I'll probably change the one for this one probably in the next month or two I'm sure who knows you know what makes you know what makes writing a blurb easier I found lately is TikTok when you're going in there and you're trying to put small captions (laughs) and you only have a certain amount of time and you're trying to pull bitches in and you're pulling people in my blurbs since I've started writing have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller (laughs) like I mean they they really are small and they are I mean they're probably under they're definitely under 200 words definitely under 200 words um but they're all short like 
like a sentence or two per part like they're 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 short <laughs> like because you got to get that attention you, you have a big block of words nobody wants to read it I don't yep. want to read it TikTok, so. I, I, I limit myself to less than 250, less than 250 always. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hit 248. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to take out. So I was like, fuck it. 248 it is. It's not 250. <laughs> so 248 it is. But there you it's go. Better. Yeah. All right. So who are some of your favorite authors to read? And yes, this is your chance to shout out your friends. Um, okay, so I will say the one downside of having author friends is you have a lot of books to read <laughs> because they're all your friends. Um, so I will say before I became an author, I loved and I read everything by like Candy Steiner and Max Monroe and Claire and Megan and um, I, I don't even know, a bazillion of those, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I still will read them when I can. I am not completely caught up just because I'm, I'm so behind in reading in general. Um, but my fellow young adult authors that I love, um, Victoria Anders, her latest one was actually just in the young adult bookworm box the other month. It's called Stop My Bleeding Heart. Top five of this year, it gave me a book hangover. It was so good. Um, it's a fairy tale retelling too, which is awesome. Um, uh, Penelope Freed came out with an like a ballerina series, um, ballerina romance series, which was so good. Um, and she just, I just read Alpha Red, her newest one that comes out in a month, um, and it's a Romeo Juliet retelling, and it's gonna be so good too. Um, yeah, I mean Shane Rose. My bestie just came out with her mafia duet. She's working on more mafia too. Um, I mean, hers, she she hit jackpot. That girl knows. I mean, she has gotten them down to like the top 100. She's gotten one of them into the top 50. Like, yeah, she she knew what she was hitting. She, she knows is what just she's killing doing. it. She's killing it. Um, my other bestie, Lily Alexander, just came out with one and she hit a jackpot too. Um, I think she was the end of September. But she got down to like 2,500 in rank and was like, I mean, she was, she's slaying. Um, those are all really good. I, I get to read those ahead of time. So I know they're good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I wish I had more time to read, yeah. but I, I don't. <laughs> so, um, if I do read your book, it means I'm going to love it because I'm putting the time into reading it yeah I what is the last book I read I read K.K. Allen's new series and I just read the last one MJ and I think loves that series who loves it MJ because she read cursed oh it's so good oh it's that so whole good. series is so good have you read it's, all of them I, I I think faded was taken but whatever the last one is, I think that might have been the only book I read in October. So, oh my god, I loved, I loved that series. So, it was so good. good. So it good. was so good. And I and wish it got more attention. Like I feel, yeah. like I wish it got more attention. It's so I good. I know. But, I know. know. I know she's super bummed about it, but that's my first. Those that my first books by her. Yeah. Like I think I have one or two of her other ones. I just haven't read them yet. 
so yeah, no, that's series. Treehouse is my favorite book ever. I'm I actively that book. had this conversation with a friend of mine, another with a friend of mine at 2 a.m. the other night while we were sprint riding, and it's Liza at Liza James. We were literally talking <laughs> about we were literally talking about um writing to market, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and that kind of thing. And if we would ever do that, because I mean, the things that I, I mean, I sometimes write to market, like, it's not like I'm writing way off of it, but it's not like I'm writing directly on it either. And mm-hmm. she was asking if I ever thought about writing under a pen name that was just straight market, like that's mm-hmm. it. Um, because she has a friend who does that. And we were talking about it and I was like, yes and no, like, yes, making the money portion of it. Like you have to realize that this is career and you do have to find a way to make profit from it you know like if you want to do it consistently but at the same time I was like no because writing I never want writing to be something that I hate and I feel like if mm-hmm. I'm wasting words on something that I'm not passionate about what is the point you know right. like is it just for the money to do that I don't think that it's worth it for me in my head to do mm-hmm. that I think I would rather wait and be patient for like a reader group that's going to like what I write off market than what I'm writing on market so but that was just I will say one regret but not regret was doing this series um because it wasn't on market it wasn't what my readers wanted it wasn't necessarily what was going to continue Mm -hmm. the somewhat success I had with my first series um I should have stuck at least stuck with romance and there are romantic elements in those books um that their subplot it's not like there's no guaranteed HEAs there's like that so there is something to say about writing to a market which is what Mm -hmm. I should have kept doing um and had I done uh radical royal right after my romance series last year i think it would have done a lot better i mean it's not doing bad but i yeah. think it would it would have kept that momentum that i had going um and then you know down the line when you know things were bigger and better i could have released this series um but again i also don't write to market like you said yeah. like um you know I, I write young adult romance and there's market for that uh, the hard part with young adult it is very traditionally published, um, so it it is kind of hard to find those readers that want to read young adult because yeah, it's not yeah. all romance readers, you know. Um, so yeah, so I don't necessarily write to market; I write to a market. Yeah, um, yeah. and that's but, literally why I called Liza. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's yeah, hard. I literally told her I was like, I think there's a market for everybody. Like, I feel like there, and there's a big enough room, there's a big enough reader world that you can have a market for everybody. And like, it, I think it affects her more than it affects me. I mean, I'm writing male, female, dark romance right now. So, I mean, it's not like that's off market. Like people very much so like that. However, she writes female, female, dark romance, which sadly is off market, off market for mo- some people. But I was yeah. like, dude. I was like, write what you're passionate about and readers will come like period. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's, you can, you have like those little gems that you find where it's like, you're writing something unique enough that people want it because they want more of it. And it's not like happening. And that's yeah. the thing. 
So yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but yeah, I totally, totally a little side rant we just went on, but it's fine. There we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, do you have another reading question? Are we moving to tropes? We're moving to tropes. All right. So this is our, we have, instead of doing trope questions, because you did that last time, we're going to do the trope association game. We're going to say a trope and you are going to name the first book you think of. But it cannot be one of your own. Yes. I, I'm so <laughs> bad at this. I'm... You're going to do great. All right. Three, two, one. Enemies to lovers. I, I, I was going to say my own. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. I haven't, I haven't. I haven't read. I haven't read. Uh, let's go K.K. Allen series because okay. th- that guy hated her at first. So okay, we'll do right, curse. Right. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. Sports uh, romance. Uh, sports romance. I go with Megan Quinn, Brentwood, but Brent Brentwood Boys. Brentwood. I don't know what the name of that Brentwood. series is. It's the Brentwood Boys. Boys. Okay, the baseball ones. Yeah. Go. Oh my god! Hold up. I'm sorry. I was fucking. My dad is fucking blowing up my phone right now. TikTok daddy, y'all. Jesus. <laughs> he knows. It's like he's te- he telepathically knows when I'm on my fucking computer and I'm on a podcast. Um, Forbidden Romance. Okay, this is the one that I don't really read a lot of. And I will say probably the one of the last ones I read was Credence. <gasps> <laughs> You're, you just said her key work and she loves Penelope Douglas. I, okay. And I don't think I've ever read I don't know if I've read anything else by her. It is uh, such a bad book to start with, okay? I don't know how I found it. I don't think I knew what it was about. And the cover, the cover throws you way off. I, I, I literally was like this as I read, but I couldn't stop reading because her writing is so good. Yeah. And I was Can just I like, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this like, Okay, so I like Credence. It's not my favorite book by her. Like, it's not like I am like obsessed with it. I read it because I like her and I did enjoy the book because the writing is good, but it's just not exactly something that I was into. However, I am going to recommend that you read Birthday Girl or Punk 57. I've heard I think you would like those too. Okay, but is Punk 57 the one, the sexy young adult one, the sexy high schoolers? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't... That blurs a lot. I'm I'm on that blur the line. I. Mm. I mean, I understand that some people don't and some people do, but I mean, if you if it is your cup of tea, it's a good one, and I like that. Yeah. So I mean that that's her brand and that's what she writes. So, so yeah. that's different. Um, but yeah. So I know I know I have I have to read more of hers, but that one I was just like, but I couldn't put it down. Like I also was like, what the hell am I reading? Oh, I, I need to her. keep reading. <laughs> I, I love her. She's my favorite. Yeah. All right. I think this one might be a little bit easier. Rockstar romance. You know, I, I'm going to say I haven't read it, but Cat's book is Rockstar, right? Popstar, yeah. Okay. So that comes to mind first, even though I haven't read it. I haven't read a lot of Rockstar romances either. And I remember there's one, I have no idea who wrote it. Yeah, I have no idea who wrote it. I don't remember the names of them. I'd have to go look. But there was a, I think it was a series, but I'm not sure if all of them were rock star. At least one of them was a rock star. She goes like on tour with him. Mm-hmm. But again, they were very, very well written and I wanted to keep reading them. And I read multiple of hers. Um, They weren't clean, but 
she she was on the waiting till marriage board yeah. and I was like why <laughs> but they were they were really well written so I was like yeah. I'm gonna have to overlook that even though I knew it was and then I was like okay her or the next one will be fine right that was just her trope in that one no literally all of her books are like that and I'm like but they're so good they just don't go that far yeah, yeah I get it so I don't know but they were they were rock star um and I think she goes on like tour with him and I have no idea who the author is or who the book is but you know there's that <laughs> well I mean um, listen, it, what hold on was it was it Katie Ashley no I want to say her name started with an S and it was like Sarah, but it wasn't Sarah. Because I Katie be Ashley wrong. has a series called Runaway Train no. that was on board with Waiting Till Marriage, but it quickly changed towards the, I think the end of the book, toward, somewhere in there. It changed somewhere. At some point, it cha- all of it changed. But in the beginning mm. of it, it was like hardcore Wait Till Marriage because she was a preacher's daughter. Ah. Uh, but and no, it's this, this really was- yeah, no. I don't think I've ever even read a book like that. My book is like way dark romance. Waiting for marriage is not even a thing. Yeah, no, 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 definitely not that. No, but yeah. I am uh, obsessed with this cover. <laughs> yeah, waiting for marriage is definitely not something that ever happens in the books that I read ever. <laughs> I I was not expecting it. I was expecting the schmecky times, but yeah. they did not come. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> god that's funny all right okay anyways that is our last question you did great so on these questions so don't even you're you did great um that is our sadly the last portion uh questions that we have for you but you were fantastic and we want to thank you so much again for coming in talking with us for a second time yay um and uh we hope to chat with you again soon we will definitely (laughs) 